You are now listening to the Art of Thinking Smart podcast episode number six. Hey everybody, David Chang here and glad you can join me on this podcast episode about becoming productive and tips to become even more productive. This is something that is near and dear to my heart. Throughout life, you know, spending time in the military at West Point, in politics, in nonprofit organizations, in a host of different business ventures, being an entrepreneur, I've always had to see what can I do to become more productive, to get more stuff done. And I've had, I've read quite a few books on it. I've taken courses on it. Uh, Dale Carnegie has a decent one. Stephen Covey has one. You got the book by David Allen, Getting Things Done. And those resources you can see uh, on the resources page, artofthinkingsmart.com backslash six. That's the uh, podcast episode. And uh, learning from it, I've been able to kind of figure out, okay, there's some things that work, some things that don't work. And it's important that we see what is the best thing that we can do to get the right stuff done. And I first want to kind of define productivity because I see a lot of people who believe in the myth that productive is being busy. And unfortunately, you know, that's not true. And I think a lot of people are wasting time equating productivity with busyness or of doing things, of just, you know, looking like they're extremely busy with all the tasks that they have, the to do to list and everything like that. Productivity is really about getting results in the fastest time that you can. Getting results tied to a specific goal or a measurable statistic. Now, I really believe that if it's not measurable, a task, a project, whatever, a productive thing that you're working on, if it's not measurable, it doesn't exist. So what do I mean by that? When you're driving in the car, how do you know how fast you're going? We see our dashboard. So let's call our measurable statistics our dashboard. And on there, we see miles per hour. We see our RPMs, right, revolutions per minute. We see how much gas we have. And if we didn't have that, I think some people would get more tickets than they would. Or we would be stuck halfway in nowhere because we didn't put gas in when we should have. So your measurable statistics are very important on, again, measuring your productivity, measuring how well you did. And especially if it comes to, if you're looking for a raise or looking to fire, hire somebody or how to gauge evaluations of people or even yourself, you can't just do things in today's society by how you feel. Well, I feel as though you looked at me the wrong way, so I'm going to fire you. And today's society is very litigious. People sue for a lot of many. Some are legitimate and some are not. Some are just trying to make a quick buck. And that's why you want to protect yourself and say, listen, I am measuring performance and productivity by these measures. Maybe it's, you know, if they were late to work, if they showed up on time, if they didn't show up at all. Maybe it was how much money they made, how much money they lost, how quickly it took them to get the task done. Maybe you can go drill down on a dollar per employee. You can drill down on the the dollar amount of a particular marketing campaign. You can drill down to you know return on investment of something. Those statistics are extremely important on measuring the performance and evaluation. Then you can know 
how productive you were. And, and, it's, and studies have also shown if you don't go down to those specifics, it's very difficult to meet goals. Typical example, you know, I always am trying to lose weight. And if I just say my goal is to lose weight, all right, well, how do I know if I was productive that day or not? Am I measuring it to maybe the amount of calories I consume? Maybe the amount of miles I walk? The amount of calories I burn? All those things are extremely important because then I know I was productive today because I ate less or I burned more than the calories that I consume, right? So that is why it's so important that we understand that productivity is tied to a specific result that is tied to a specific statistic or a measurable dashboard. And so that's why I think the first step everyone should go look at is what are the results that I'm trying to get? And if you have a tough time finding that out, that right there is half the battle. Because if you know what the results you're trying to get, then you can zoom in right on it. You know how sometimes when you're having these conversations with people like to talk, and you kind of walk away saying, man, you know, I, one or two hours, maybe it was an entertaining one, but uh, what if it was like a counseling session that you're paying hundreds of dollars for? And you're like, what, what did I get out of this? I got nothing. So that's why you want to make sure that, okay, I have this dashboard that I've set up. I know what it means to be productive. So, okay, now that we've defined productivity, here's the first tip on being more productive. And there are more tips. If you go to artofthinkingsmart.com, I have a free ebook. I've really studied this uh, through, you know, as I mentioned before, because uh, I really want to know what is it that I can do to be more productive. I have a lot of different apps that I've used to do list. Uh, Evernote is a good note taking one. You got Trello out there, any.do, Wonderlist. I have used almost every single, or at least the most popular ones, uh, note taking and to do apps on my phones, iPhones, Androids, tablets, because I'm always trying to look for what is the best way I can do things because there's a lot of things I want to accomplish in life. So tip number one is being able to distinguish what is effective and what does it mean to be efficient. What does it mean to be effective versus efficient? So I'll start off with a story. Let's just pretend that you're walking down the street and you have a $100 bill in one hand and a $101 bills in the other. A huge gust of wind blows all of the bills out of your hand. What do you do first? Do you pick up the dollar bills that are closest to you or do you go straight for the $100 bill? If you said, I'm going to just try to pick up as quickly as I can the bills that are around me, you are thinking in a very efficient way. If you say, I'm going to go straight for the $100 bill, you're thinking in a very effective way. Effectiveness is generally always better. Why? Because, yeah, maybe for 20 seconds you were able to pick up of $31 bills, but the wind keeps blowing, so all the other bills go away, so you now have $40 um, in 30 seconds, okay, that's a measurable statistic that I have right there, but let's just say in the same 30 seconds, somebody is going to go straight for the $100 bill, and then after they got the $100 bill, they said, okay, I was effective, now let me think in a very efficient way and collect the $1 bills around that, so you collect 15 $1 bills, Right within the 30 seconds, and then the wind blows the others. So within 30 seconds, the efficient guy got $20, $25. The effective guy got $115, $120. It's always important to look at what is it that I can do to be more effective. Then you look to be more efficient. And one of my favorite quotes is from Peter Drucker. And Peter Drucker 
is you know the, considered the founder of modern management, and he says, efficiency is doing things right, effectiveness is getting the right things done. So another way uh, is uh, uh, another quote that uh, he said. There's kind of different versions of it, but efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. So efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. So you want to kind of see, okay, I got my results that I'm looking for, right? And I have a measure, measurable statistic tied to it. Then out of all the steps that I have to do to get those results, which one of those are the most effective? They're the right things. After that, then let me look at doing effective things efficiently. Those companies, those people are the ones that really set the bar high and you can see that there's big gap between the people who are effective and efficient then those that are just effective or those that are at the bottom are just the ones that are efficient or none at all. There's a guy named Pareto. He's an Italian guy and you may have heard of the Pareto Principle. It's also commonly known as the 80-20 rule. And what he had found out 100 plus years ago in Italy, that 80% of land was owned by 20% of the people. He also found out in his garden that 80% of his peas were produced by 20% of the pea pods. And when we apply it to our daily lives, uh, for example, I have uh, you know several different business ventures, wealth management, um, you know home healthcare, real estate development, you know goods, and it's very true that 80% of your employees will only give you, or 80% of your clients, excuse me, will only give you about 20% of your revenue, and 20% of your clients will give you 80% of revenue. So what you want to do is, do you focus on the 80% or do you focus on the 20%? So if you focus on the 20% at the same amount of time that you focus on the 80%, you're going to replicate potentially that 20% of clients, right? Or um, in that case, you're going to service them better. They're more happy. Whereas let's just say instead of, uh, you know, spending time on them, you spend more time on the 80%. Yeah, they may be happy. They may re replicate that type of demographic, but they're only giving 20% of your revenue. And if you lose the 20% giving 80% of revenue, right? you were not effective. And so that's why it's really important to look at your tasks, your results that you're trying to get, and figure out which of the tasks are going to get me that 80-20. And in some cases, you'll see it in 90-10. And that's why you want to kind of list out here are all the different things and assign a numerical value that, okay, this one is maybe equal to a four, three, two, one. A four is high value and, and a one is not. So you want to do the fours first because you know that doing those will give you closer to your results. That's very important. So step number one, tip number one on becoming more productive is understanding the difference between effectiveness and efficiency and doing the effective things first. Once you got that done, then you look at making those effective things a lot more efficient. Then it's a double whammy because now you're doing things a lot better. And as I mentioned a little bit before, I've seen people who are not effective or efficient. And you can maybe just say that they're lazy and you know what, maybe that's what they want to be. I have also found people who are very efficient but not effective. And sometimes I found that that can be very dangerous because you think you're being busy, you think you're getting things done, 
you're definitely efficient at it, but no results or you got no results out of it. And if you kind of approach them about it, they will listen to you saying, well, I'm very efficient at this and, you know, I spent all my time doing this. And it's very difficult to maybe kind of educate them or train them to get past being busy. Those are the busy people, the busy bees that are very efficient but not very effective. You have people who are effective but not efficient. And you know what? Many times they say, hey, I want to just get things done. And that, in my opinion, uh, are, are a lot of smart people who, you know what? If there wasn't a minimum, it wouldn't be good enough. So I'm going to do the minimum amount of time you know, to get my grade or what I need to do to get the project done effective. But that's about it. So you don't worry about efficiency. Then you have those that say, not only do I want to be efficient, not only do I want to be effective, I want to be both at the same time. And if you can do that, again, in today's world with the, you know, the millions of businesses out there, different types of employees, in today's economy, you have to be able to do both to separate yourself from everybody else, especially with some jobs uh, becoming harder to find. Okay, so let's look at step number two, tip number two on becoming more productive. It's all about not necessarily time management, but it's about energy management. It's about learning to manage your energy not just managing your time. So what does that mean? Uh, you know, one of uh, the favorite sports that I like to watch is actually boxing, MMA. And you can see that if you're fighting 12 rounds, and I had to box at West Point, and I just remember being nervous as heck, Ed, uh, by the third round, your arms are so heavy because you got heavy gloves. And I remember after some fights, I couldn't really stand up because your legs are just so tired. They're just so rubbery. Uh, and that's kind of where you know a lot of boxers understand that you got to have a strong core, strong legs. So let's just say you have somebody who's fought five rounds and somebody who's fresh, and they both fought. Who would win? I mean, obviously, you know, if the if the levels of skill were the same, it's the guy with more energy. Why? Because his punches are more effective. He's able to probably move quicker. He's probably to think faster because he's not as tired. So essentially, he's going to be able to get more done. He's able to win. And sports, football, basketball, baseball, rest is extremely important. Olympic athletes, when you get to the highest of the highs, your recovery period is even more important than your workout period because your body needs to be able to recuperate in order to Fight back stronger. Perform at your peak. The same thing goes for productivity. If you're at your peak and you're at your high level of energy, right? that means you're going to get things done quicker. You're going to be more effective at thinking properly, processing information. You're not going to be as emotional and sometimes emotions can really make us uh, make bad decisions. And so you're able to, again, be more productive. However, if you're tired, and sometimes you get cranky. You haven't eaten enough, you haven't slept enough, or you're just kind of worn out. Your willpower is like a muscle, so you'll be less effective. And really, a lot of people don't realize that, that they think that we are, our bodies are like computers. That you could turn us on in the morning and we can go for eight hours straight. And there's something called the circadian rhythm. The circadian rhythm is what our body goes through, where we have to get sleep, right? We have to rest. And then our bodies, when the sunlight in the mornings, you know, hit us, it's what we call the blue light. And as soon as we hit it, our brain tells us, hey, it's time to get awake. And then over the course of the day, our body produces something, a hormone called melatonin. And that is what causes us to be sleepy. And you have this cycle. 
And that cycle is very important because if you went one week straight without sleeping, do you think after that you're going to be very much effective or efficient or productive in anything? Are you going to get results? Absolutely not because you're just going to be so tired. And so it studies have shown that the best way to look at your rhythmic pulse, so your circadian rhythm is kind of how you sleep, but there's other types of rhythm where you are able to perform and then rest, and then perform and rest, is you work 90 minutes, and then you rest for about 15 to 20 minutes. And then during that 15 to 20 minutes, you do nothing. You absolutely just recover. Don't think about work. Don't think anything. And then you're refreshed, and then you go back to working. That's why even eating small meals throughout the day is important because it's fuel for your body. Drinking water instead of drinking energy drinks Right? And getting enough sleep, that's extremely important. If you go to artofthinkysmart.com backslash sleep, artofthinkysmart.com backslash sleep, uh, I have an entire series on how important sleep is for our rest and recovery. People think that, okay, and, in, and when I was at West Point in the Army, we said, sleep is a crutch, or I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, I'll tell you what, if you don't get sleep, you that day will come sooner. And it's important to understand that sleep, Resting and resting means not thinking about work, actually detaching from it, spending some time with loved ones, doing things that are fun is extremely important for your performance. Your performance, again, being productive. As part of managing your energy, is also to understand when you're at your peak. So I kind of know my body well enough that I'm not a morning person. So I try not to have important meetings in the morning because I'm not on top of my game at times and I need sometimes a caffeine to kick in and caffeine in moderation is important. And I know that I'm at my peak in the afternoons. So I actually put all my most difficult and effective tasks that I need to do then and in the morning things that I don't need to really rush myself as much simply because I know that if you give me a hard task in the morning, I'm not going to be as effective or efficient as I would be in the afternoon. So managing your energy is extremely important, right? It's your physical Right, your mental, emotional, and spiritual, all of those are related to our energy. Our physical, obviously, food, right, fuel for our bodies, water, nutrition. You want to exercise because if you're in shape, right, you'll be able to perform better because you're not going to get so tired as easily. You're getting the right amount of sleep. The mental, the mental is also part of being able to handle stress better at times. You know, you don't want to be in a high stress environment all the time unless you're recovering. And if you go really, you push your boundaries, which is important, like you work out really hard, you don't want to work it even harder the next day because your body will just break down. You want to have that recovery. So that's very important. Um, on the mental side, it's understanding that as we mature, we're able to process more information. We're able to be more experienced so we don't get stressed out as easily. We're able to be uh, kind of more clear thinking as opposed to a four-year-old boy. You know, they, they, they can't handle as much as we are as we get older. Your emotional aspect of it is making sure that you don't blow up, you don't get too sad, angry too quickly because we don't tend to make right decisions when we're emotional. So those that are able to control their emotional intelligence, which means I'm able to understand my emotions, how I react, and the emotions of others. That's having high emotional intelligence. And then spiritual. Wherever is my faith is important to me. So meditating, praying, um, trusting in and God is important to me where that calms me down and is able to get me refreshed. So that's step number two is managing your energy. And again, on the Art of Thinking Smart, 
Facebook.com backslash six on the resources. I have a lot of other further reading that you can do, recommended resources. Okay, the last tip is being able to prioritize. And what I mean about prioritizing is has to do with effectiveness and efficiency, but prioritizing now has a time element to it, where if it's urgent or not urgent. One of my favorite presidents and generals is Dwight David Eisenhower, and he's a West Pointer too. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud of that. And, you know, one thing that he said, learning from D-Day, Supreme Allied Commander, and being President of the United States, and Stevie Covey has used something like this as a priority matrix, and I have a sample um, below in the resources section, is where, you, let's say you have a sheet of paper and you divide into four equal quadrants. And uh, the top right one, right, then you have the top left and then the bottom left and bottom right, right, simple, then you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Let's look at the bottom right first. And that one is where we say it's low urgency and low priority. So tasks that are not urgent, so you don't have to do it in a timely manner, and it's low priority. It's not important, it's not effective to do. Then on the bottom left side, so we're at the bottom side, is it's high urgency but low priority. High urgent, low priority things are things that, okay, there's this deadline where I have to show up to a meeting that's not important, but I'm told that I got to be there in five minutes, but it's not a priority for me, right? And those things eat up time, but they're not effective in getting results. And so many people live below that line because you want to live above the line. So what does it mean to live above the line? Let's look at the top left. The top left is high urgency and high priority. So tasks that are very urgent in a timely manner and high priority that are very important. Then on the top right, and this is the most important quadrant that we want to live in, is low urgency, high priority. Low urgency, high priority. And and why do you want to do that? You think, well, shouldn't I get the stuff that's high priority, high urgency? Well, you'll find that when you get rushed into things where there's a time limit, it's very difficult. What happens is, is that you don't you don't give yourself room to breathe. And when you don't give yourself room to breathe or think or meditate, you may not be able to process the information in an effective manner of making the right decision. So uh, being able to live in the top right quadrant, which is a low urgency, high priority, is stuff like vision casting, strategic thinking, stuff that is so important for the future of your company, the future of yourself, where you're able to, again, not be in such a hurry, because high urgent tasks are the things that give you the stress. And when you get that stress, again, emotions into play, your, your willpower is depleted, and so sometimes you don't want to live in that quadrant. And the way I've done, and not many people have it, but you want to look at technology, you want to look at systems to help delegate or help do things that are below the line, and then on the top left, you're able to kind of work with others to be able to help you through that. So priorities, so you want to take every task that you have and put it into those. When you come in the mornings, right, you're looking at the top left to see, okay, what is it that, and, and I'm assuming here that the bottom of the line that you've delegated out or figured out a way where you don't have to do those, hopefully. And you're able to, you come in at work, you look at the top left, high urgent and high priority. Let's say you have to do everything above the line. Now, remember I talked about being effective, efficient. So let's just say we're going to put numerical values to see how effective they are. So we're going to re-rank things within the quadrants. 
So I'm going to, let's say I have 10 tasks, and I'm going to look at the task, and I'm going to say, okay, within the high priority, high urgency, I'm going to do the things that are the most effective, the value of four, five, however you're going to do it. So you do those first. So you got that done, and then if you have time available, you're going to look at the top right. Okay, what is the most effectiveness that's not urgent and but higher priority? And so now what you've done is you have been able to first kind of recapping, you know, okay, being productive is getting results. You have a measurable statistic tied to it. Then you have determined, okay, these are the effective things. And then after that, I'm going to make them more efficient. I'm going to get the proper uh, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, rest, recuperation, Uh, nutrition, exercise, all that to make sure I'm at my peak performance where I am performing at my highest level of energy so I can get more done and I'm going to take breaks, right? And then I'm going to be able to prioritize my goods. So let's just think about this. You come into workday, you see, okay, I'm at my peak right now in this 90 minutes where I can get a lot of stuff done. I'm going to look at all the high priority and if, if, if you have to do them, the higher urgent stuff. And of that, I'm going to do the effective things. If you did that every single day, think about it. Compared to the people that are low energy, they have low health. They're eating fast food every day, so they're very sluggish because they're eating French fries every single meal, candy. So they're not you know, mentally alert, physically alert. They're not effective or efficient or they haven't prioritized well. right? And let's just say they only have a few of those, but you have all of them. Do you not think you're going to be more productive than them as well as, you know, relative to yourself? Absolutely. And that's real, you know, I want to spend some time in this podcast. There's so much more that I can do. But again, you can see, download the free ebook. I got more there and the resources on this page. But uh, I, I, I'm also interested to see what other uh, productivity tips that you may have. Go ahead and feel free to put them under the um, uh, comment section of this podcast page. And I'm very, I look forward to reading what you have because I'm always out there to see uh, what best practices are there that I may not know about that I could really uh, work on uh, doing so. So thanks so much. I look forward to uh, really you, you know, uh, getting to know what you guys have. And let's be productive together. Aloha. Aloha.